This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Behind the Rose. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, Eric Bradley. What up? And today, we are joined by country music star and CMA New Artist of the Year nominee, Jimmy Allen. How you doing, man? Good, good. I wouldn't say I'm a star. Star, but, man. You know, <laughs> I, I, I do what I can to get by. Well, thanks for joining us, dude. It's going to be a fun chat for sure. Oh, yeah, man. This will be my first interview I've done with... Uh, just a shirt on and no pants. So, in <laughs> a red solo. I mean, so, um, yeah, we we actually we were just saying like we haven't met, but you know my buddy Jason Tardick pretty well. You guys have been on GMA like three times together, right? Yeah, we did today show a bunch of times for the uh 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 guys tell all segment. Oh, Jason that's right. Cracks me up, man. He's funny. We uh we did an episode where we brought our moms in on the show. And like his mom was all like, "That's his question." Right? <laughs> I don't trust Mike. My mom is crazy, yo. So like, my dad is like the redneck from like Milton, Delaware, a small town. But my mom's from Oakland, California. So it's like night and day. Right. Yeah. Question comes up that says, if you're on a date with somebody, and the date's not going well, and you see someone that you might be interested in, do you not talk to them? And just keep going on with this horrible date, or do you end the date and go talk to the person? <laughs> That's actually a good question. <laughs> like, Jason's answer, he totally gave a my mom's here answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally That's Jason. Him, he totally gave a my mom's here answer. Uh, but me and my mom were both like, hey man, look, <laughs> if it ain't going well, why waste your time? Pay for the meal. Like, my mom was like, well, you respectfully decline, and then you chase down it. <laughs> ah, that's great. That's a good – that's what I would say, too, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, working. Why waste your time? You already wasted your money, so why waste your money and your time? Hey, there you go. That's Facts. such a Jason answer, though. Jason being all, like, very political correct oh, and, like, oh, yeah, yeah. So politically correct. He had his yeah. hair back that episode. I thought I was like, Clark Kent in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh, I remember when he showed up to the mansion, just full on East Coast banker, just you oh, know, slicked yeah. back hair, looking, suit, uh, looking just greasy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, him. He's, he's super cool. I met a lot of dudes. I met him. I met you know Ben. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Really ben did that show with y'all too, right? Oh, I didn't know that. It was so funny, boy. I was like, <laughs> it was like you gotta go back and watch it. There was like, times I was on it with him. We were like, if he say he's looking for a wife one more time, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, he found one. He found her, boy. He, found he, her. Was, he did. He was patient, okay? He was patient in the eyes of the Lord. And he Unlovable did. Ben. That's what he calls himself. Unlovable Ben. He's a cool dude, man. I like him. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's a real one, man. Got a good heart and everything. Absolutely. Now there's some good people in Bachelor Nation. That's cool. You met both of them. Those are honestly probably some of the two best. So got a good uh, and here in here in Denver, uh, he met Clay. I had Clay yeah, out man. there one night. Oh, and Jimmy had a Rose? show here at the Rose. Yeah, at the Grizzly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my boy, uh, I met Eric Bigger. I did this uh, celebrity basketball game. I was on me and him were on on Gronk's team. No, was he on Gronk's team or he might have got traded to Floyd's team? I can't remember. But we played a celebrity basketball game together. It was fun. Oh, nice. That'd be fun. Yeah. He can hoop a little bit too. 
Canny? Okay. I didn't know that. Noted. Nice. So how many how many times you played the Rose actually here in Denver? I think twice. Times. Twice? Okay. Two times. I know I headlined it my first. I saw I, oh I did it with a radio show. Then I opened for John Party once. Oh that's okay. right. And I headlined it. And I was shocked that many people came to see me. <laughs> star man, you're a star. <laughs> but, but I'm thinking, you know, a eh, hundred, two hundred people. Uh, we darn near sold the thing out. Like it was Holy crazy. Cow. Yeah, it was it was packed up in there. Uh, Eric, because that Eric, that was a show you brought uh, Clay to, or you come yeah. to the one with John. Yeah, that was the one we brought Clay yeah. to. Because yeah, the that, one with John Party, John Elway came to that show. And he was oh, blacked nice. out. Yeah, awesome. he was super <laughs> sauced. <laughs> John Elway got Elway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to use that Elway. I'm going to use that. Yeah, next time you play That's the rose, you'll be getting that belt buckle. Mm, that sold out belt oh, buckle. Sure. I need that, man. For sure, man. Yeah, hopefully that's sooner than later, man. How how you so speaking of no pants interview, how's COVID going, man? How you been in quarantine and everything? Staying busy? Man, yeah, man. I uh you know, I've been doing a lot of stuff. I got a radio show now, Apple Music. Uh I'm working on a movie on my life right now, this guy named Brandon Camp, who did like Love Actually and a bunch of other stuff and uh working on a talk show. Uh me and Kathy Lee started pitching our pitching our own show. Me wow, Kathy. that's that's a big name. Yeah, working on a uh a sitcom. It's gonna be like uh fresh my version of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh doing that, man. Uh working on the shoe line, trying to be the first country artist with my first sneaker, with my own sneaker. Uh, that's great. Doing that, man. I started a publishing company. Jesus, uh, you've been busy, Jimmy. <laughs> it's a time to get creative. Yeah. yeah. I started a production company, so I signed this country artist. I signed this R&B artist I'm working with. Uh, yeah, man, just doing a bunch of collabs and, and, you know, back playing shows. Like, we're playing drive-in shows, some social shows. And then in some states, in the Midwest, they regular shows. So I'm like, let's go. That's wild, really. People are like, well, Jimmy, are you worried about if the media gets a hold of it? I said, listen, let me tell you something. As long as I'm not breaking any state laws, in my opinion, it's just people's opinion. There's people that got their opinion. They're still against interracial dating. So I can't be worried about people's yeah, opinion. You know what I mean? Like, like everybody gave Chase Rice a hard time because he played that concert. But I was like, he followed state guidelines. It was under the capacity. No matter my view, your view, whoever view, you know, people forget. Financially, Chase might be fine, but he's still got a band and a crew. That have a that have families to support, man, and that's what I think people forget. Like, yeah, the artist is fine, but you know the band and the crew get paid from the shows. And people say, "Well, why don't you just pay them out?" So you want me to pay my band and crew two hundred thousand dollars per person for the rest of the year? What am I gonna make? What am I gonna live off of? You know what I mean? No, so you're exactly. Like, we've talked about that, man. Like, they forget all those people behind the scenes. They do. And that's my thing. I'm like, it's again, this is America, man. You know, it's your choice. If you want to go to a concert, go. If you don't want to go, don't go. You know, it's, yeah. you know, you should, I, I don't, I don't judge people on what they do. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I, how I view it. You know, if people want to go out and, and, and do that, do that. I'm like, well, people need to be safe. I was like, well, where's the commercials for, uh, you know, unprotected sex. Y'all not promoting protection anymore. Like somebody can go out here and catch an ST. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're more worried about getting a COVID test and an SCD test these days. Yeah, like I'm like, you know, it, I, I tell it's America. People live, 
do what makes you feel comfortable. You know, if it's yeah. staying, it's staying in. But people forget those whole how they waive the whole bills and stuff. That's over. So renters want their money. Mortgage yeah. wants their money. Electric companies want their money. So how else are you going to get it without working? I agree. Everybody's got to go back to work. And I mean, yeah, here soon. I mean, I think, I think things got to open up. Because like you said, like people want money. A political thing. That's just common sense. The only way to pay bills is by working to make money. That's not political. That's common sense. <laughs> like, and not everybody, like you said, not everybody. I know, I know more people right now have lost their jobs and have jobs, you know, and they, they got to pay their bills. They don't have a savings, you know, necessarily. They drained it already. So yeah, it's rough out there. It is. So what's the energy like at those? I've never been to a drive-in concert. What is that like? Man, they're different, but the people yeah. out there lit because you figure it's BYOB, so they got their vehicles oh, wow. stopped. <laughs> they normally let <laughs> people get outside of their vehicle, but like stay in their parking spot or a parking spot next to it mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's, it's, uh, it's cool. We played a, a social distance show in, uh, in Georgia, uh, like in June, and they had like squares, 10 foot squares with like six, seven people in each, right? Yeah. And it's interesting because I do this part where I do like a country throwback section. And I was like, look, we're going to sing this country song. And I said, this ain't a regular concert. So there's not a bunch of people around you if you mess up the words. So I said, listen, if you don't know the words, fake like you sleep, text somebody, <laughs> something. So I started singing uh, Ricochet, Daddy's Money. I was like, she's got her daddy's money. Held the mic out. Some dude said, and her mama's money, too. I said, you were not listening when I just gave <laughs> instructions. I said, everybody heard you say the wrong words, Okay. Let's try this again. If you don't know it, hush a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So you, speaking of, you play a lot of, you like old country music. Like what is your, when you write a song, like what's your inspiration? You know, what, what, what gets you going? What's got you started into music kind of thing? Um, kind of just depends on the moment when I'm writing a song. But uh, like all my dad listens to was country music. And now my mom listens to was Christian. Uh, so I li- listened to both those growing up. Then I got into pop, hip hop, R&B, rock, jazz, kind of on my own. And kind of when I get in the room to write a song, I don't really say, let's write a country song today or let's write a pop song. It's like whatever energies the, the, the universe gives me that day, you know, that's kind of what I roll with. You know what I mean? I, I, I just just let the song come, you know, because I, I, I feel like people say, well, we're a country artist. You got to do this. I said, listen, what makes me a country artist is my upbringing. You know who I am as a person, just like with Christian music. What makes them a Christian artist is they're Christians. The, that's how they live their daily life. And so that's that's for me. I said it, it just because if I put a cowboy hat on or sing about horses and stuff, that don't make me a country artist. That's just what that song's about. But myself as a person, yeah, I grew up in a small town. I'm a country boy to the day I die. It is what it is. But I have so many different musical influences. You know, like somebody was like, you need to make more stuff like George Strait. I was like, look, I love George Strait. But I grew up listening to different stuff than George Strait did. When George Strait was growing up, there wasn't no Jay-Z, wasn't no Kanye West, wasn't no Blink-182, wasn't no Corn, wasn't none of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So he listened to what he listened to. And you hear it in my music, Dan and Shay's music, Sam Hunt's music, Kane Brown's music, you know, uh, 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 Ingrid Andrews' music. You hear different genres of music because that's what we grew up listening to just so many different things man so for me it just depends on the day that's that's great i love that perspective because i think a lot of people try and like put musician anybody really in a box and then you're not allowed to leave that box you know and so i like that perspective the only thing i like about boxes is the sound they make when i break out of them that's a good line i'm gonna use that it's, it's just music at the end of the day it's 
just music because I look at it like how, you know, country fans or whoever, country radio, country media, whatever, can on their way to work listen to Tim McGraw, but then listen to Jay-Z, but then listen to all this type of music. But as an artist, I'm told, no, I have to make just this. I'm like, nobody listens to music like that no more. They'll go from Jay-Z to Toby Mac to uh, Hillsong to freaking Keith Urban to Sam Hunt to Jimmy Allen to John Party, whoever else they're listening to. And then at the end of the day, it's just music. Music is here to motivate you, you know, help you remember, inspire you, make you feel better. You know, it's a, it's a healing process and you don't know what sound or what lyric that day will help somebody get through whatever they're going through, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I completely agree. And I think you're a good example because I think listeners are changing too. Because maybe back in the day it was, you know, just country or just, but yeah. listeners now are starting to, you know, vision is, you know, it's broadening. And so I think you are like an adaption to that. But does it anger you when people say you're not real country, that you're pop country or whatever they say, you know, because I know there's a lot of those kind of people out there that just want that like original OG authentic country. And then you have artists for that. You know, you have mm-hmm. your parties, you have your Al Danes, you have your Carlton Andersons, you have your Riley Greens, you, you, you have Luke Combs, Morgan Wilde, you, you have that. But I feel like country's finding a place now where there's different styles of country music for different people. You know what I mean? To where there's people that want to hear the country story, but don't want the twang. And that's what I kind of feel like I do. TR, Kane, Dan and Shay, and, you know, the list goes on. No, because I, I, that's the kind of country music I, I enjoy probably the most because I am kind of, you know, I listen to all kinds of different music. So, yeah, I, I enjoy that. And, yeah, I think that's hopefully where country music's headed. So, you know, being, um, when it comes to, you know, being in a predominantly white industry um how do you kind of how do you approach that and does that affect you at all or do you just go go about your day that kind of thing it's kind of one of the things like being in country music with predominantly white people is, you know I, I grew up with a bunch of white folk mm-hmm. <laughs> i was always used to being one of the tokens you know <laughs> <laughs> one of the tokens uh, believe it or not I, I speak white people fluently you know what I, mean? <laughs> I speak white people fluently we got to work with eric his his Eric's white person terminology isn't that good. So <laughs> you speak white person better than Eric, Jimmy. <laughs> I speak white fluently, you know. Uh, but it, 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 it's one of the things where, you know, you have days where you're like, man, I feel like if I was a white guy making the type of music I make, I wouldn't be so much pushback, you know. Yeah. But I, I do honestly feel sometimes because the, the complexion of my skin is different when people hear something that might be the same song Thomas Ritt does, or might be the same song Sam Hunt does. It's, oh, he's trying to be hip-hop, or he's trying to be pop. I was like, it's the same song that so-and-so just did. You know what I mean? But, you know, it, 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 it doesn't bother me. It comes to territory, because there's perks. I walk into the room, and you can pick me out. I stand out. And the cool thing about it is, like, I could literally, I had somebody say, man, Jimmy, I listen to your music. Reminds me of Darius Rucker. My music sounds nothing like my homeboy <laughs> Darius Rucker's music. Like, that's because people hear with their eyes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I can make a record and just completely rip off Thomas Rhett. Word for word, sound for sound. But people would still say, man, that reminds me of Darius Rucker. You know? So it has its advantage. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it definitely has its advantages. And it's one of the things, you know, it, it is what it is. It comes with the territory. I accept it. And I just, you know, I... I always be myself 
just move positive and you know if people like it they like it if they don't that's that's fine too uh so you know moving forward you know out on the road hopefully here soon we get back out on the road uh how do you deal because i've always i found it i find it so interesting that musicians uh the pressures and stresses you live you know you live with on the road uh how do you deal with those like do you miss home do you miss family do you enjoy being on the road how is that for you man i love being on the road yeah Uh, it's where I feel alive. Even during quarantine, man, every two weeks I'd hop on the tour bus and have them take me to Delaware to go fish or Florida to go fish. That's great. I, I'm not used to, I can be home max two weeks at a time and I'm going insane. Uh, but I, I love it. You know, we, we, it's definitely not the easiest schedule because normally, you know, we wake up, we have a radio interview that morning, have a meet and greet, sound check, meet and greet, show, meet and greet. But I love it. I, I, I enjoy meeting people and, it, it, it comes with the territory. Uh, I tell people, well, if you don't like taking pictures or like meeting, uh, you know, music fans or don't want to do radio interviews, I don't think artists is a thing for you, you know. But also at the same time, man, you got artists that are hermits, you know, homebodies, people that are very, like, quiet and shy. Like, for instance, Chris Stapleton, Kane Brown, you know, they're super shy people. Mm-hmm. And with country, a lot of times you do a thing called radio tour where, you know, you go out and you got to meet people, you got to do this, got to do that. And, and that does help with radio play. But at the same time, I feel like if somebody's not a people person, let's just appreciate their music. It, it, at the end of the day, it's the music business. It's not about the meeting people business. It's the music business. Just if you like their music, support the art and just respect the music for what it is, you know. And I like country and pop are two different things. Like country artists, you know, we'll, we love meeting people after the show, hanging out. But a lot of pop artists don't, you know, they pay, they play their show. That's it. They don't want to take no pictures and stuff. Even though I love taking pictures, I can't fault pop artists for that because when music fans pay for a concert, the concert's what you paid for. You know, you got your concert. Anything else, pictures, autograph, that's extra. That's not a guarantee, but I feel like some people expect it. I came to your show, so you have to give me a picture. No, you paid for the concert, and that's what you got. But luckily, I I love meeting people. Um, doesn't bother me. I take pictures all day. It takes two seconds. I'm like, these people are spending their hard-earned money uh, that they work hard for to come see me play a show. The least I could do is take a picture. It takes two seconds. You know? Hell yeah. No, that's awesome. And you're, you're so right. Like, I've met a ton of country artists, and I've met a couple pop, and it's night and day. It really is. Most pop artists just don't want to chat with you. They don't want to do the thing, and that's why I love country music so much. And just the, I don't know, just country music in general, it's, it's fantastic, yeah. Hey guys, real quick, I want to talk to you about Care Of Vitamins and Supplements. I've been taking these vitamins lately, and I don't know about you guys, but when I go to the store, you walk down an aisle and there are different vitamins and supplements and all kinds of things, and it can be really confusing. So the cool thing about Care Of is it's hassle-free vitamins and supplements delivered straight to you. So your recommendations come in daily, individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. You go online, you take a five-minute quiz, It asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. So for me, when I went online and did this quiz, basically it said that I don't take enough dairy, so I have to take some calcium plus vitamins. I don't get enough fruit in my diet, so I have to take some B complex vitamins. And then also it says for me, the best kind of protein would be the plant-based protein. So I would get the plant-based protein in the mail, as well as my B complex and calcium vitamins all individually wrapped for me each day. 
Care of products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. Care of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind every one of their products with extensive info available on their websites and fun, informative content on their social pages. So if you want to get some care of vitamins delivered straight to you for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code BlakeH50. That's 50% off with code BlakeH50. Go get you some care of vitamins and supplements now. All right, now back to the pod. You're a Lakers fan, right? Oh, yeah. Big Lakers fan. (laughs) So I wanted to chat about um, the song you wrote, Why Things Happen, man. Tell us about that. Um, So me and my bass player, Tate, Kerry Barlow, and my boy, Brandon Day, we wrote it the day after Kobe died, Um, you know, because we were like, man, that's a shitty situation, man. Mm -hmm. Man, Like, they just left church. And they were headed to his daughter's basketball game with her friends and, and their parents. And I'm like, damn. You know, I, I know it was, a, it was a crazy day that day. Fog was heavy, whatever. And they were literally, I think, like two or three minutes from their destination. And, you, and in life sometimes, man, things happen and <clears throat> you don't get an answer for it. And, and when writing the song, I was like, you know, you might not get an answer, but sometimes there's some sort of clarity in asking the question. Uh, why things happen and um, kind of what that song was about and it was super special to me to be able to do a song with Darius Rucker and Charlie Pride uh, mm-hmm. just because those are two guys I looked up to in this genre for a long time that looked like me you know it, it, it's easy to say you can be whatever you want to be but when you look at the career you want to chase down and you don't see nobody that looks like you you're like because ah. before Obama became president it was hard to tell a black kid you could be president how mm-hmm. there's been how many of them I mean, one of them black sounds nice, <laughs> but how realistic is it? You know, so to have those guys do country music and for them to, to kind of welcome me in and do a song with me, man, that just helps the next generation. You know, you have me, Darius, Charlie, Mickey Guyton, Kane, Aaron Vance, you got Tony Jackson, uh, a bunch of different guys uh, doing it. And then even before that, you had, uh, was a guy's name? Was it Cleve Wilson? Cleve something. He was a doctor. I forgot. Then uh, you had uh, Aaron Neville was a country artist, you know, like Aaron was country. I don't know what it was, but uh, yeah, man. So uh, uh, that that song was super special to me for the message in the song, yeah. as well as you know who I got a chance to do the song with. Yeah, no, it's incredible, man. And as well as just that that EP, the story behind Betty James, the EP is is incredible. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, I want to hear about that because that's that's pretty I awesome. That to my dad. James and my grandma Betty. Uh, my grandma died in 2014, and uh, my dad died September 18th, 2019. Wow. Uh, and um, I wanted to start leaving the, their memories kind of in my music. So I kind of got some of their favorite artists, some of my favorite artists on that. My grandma's favorite group was Oak Ridge Boys. So I got them on there, and my dad loved, you know, Tim McGraw and uh, 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 Brad Paisley and Darius and Charlie. And, you know, I'm a fan of Torn Wells and Rita Wilson. And, Mickey and Noah and Nelly and and that was the coolest thing ever. Man, the names, those are some big names, man. That's incredible. The fact that they said yes, man. Yeah, right. You know, this early on in my career getting those legends uh to 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 hop on a song with me, man, it was I still can't believe it. I remember when I was writing Good Times Roll with Nelly. We're sitting here, me, him, my buddy Zach Kell writing this song, and I'm watching him lay his verse down. I was like, yo, Nelly is like singing a song that I wrote the words to. <laughs> in the room what the hell right but now cool dude aka 
Swivel hips. That's what he calls himself <laughs> on Dance Stars now. Swivel. Swivel. <laughs> Shout that's out great. Swivel. <laughs> no man i mean that's already amassed 55 million streams man that's insane like that's sometimes insane. again do you like hear that and you're like what is like what what the ep yeah peace <laughs> right like that's a big number man i looked and uh good times roll right now on amazon is number five uh and top hits all genre like wow. i was like we're above black bear right now i was like what that's incredible and man. this is us with noah is killing it too uh, that song, mm. I love wow. that. And I've I've had a couple. You know, there's a lot of stations playing it, and I'm super supportive. But you know, we've had some stations that'll say, "Well, we don't know how we can play this because a pop artist is on." I said, "Y'all just had Justin Bieber on country radio, <laughs> right? <laughs> the king of pop. You just had the prince of pop on country <laughs> radio, and we're talking about Noah Cyrus." Her dad is Billy Ray. <laughs> I wouldn't even consider her pop. That's... And even Noah's music is like, it's like alternative. It's yeah. like pop. Yeah. I was like, what, what are we talking about here? Let me yeah. get a different excuse. This ain't the one. <laughs> like, really? We have BB Rexa, Pink, Kelly Clarkson, Justin Bieber, countless other ones. But, yeah. no, we talk about Noah Cyrus. <laughs> Noah? We really talk. I know when people hear this, they're really not going to play my record, but come on, man. <laughs> Eddie, exactly. Eddie, you want to chime in on that? Because you're playing <laughs> the song. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, what do you think about that yeah. song? Because, As a PD, because Eddie. Song, it's like when you listen to it, it's not any more far-fetched than make me want to in Best Shot. Like, no, honestly, no. It actually, it, it fits better than like 10,000 Hours with Dan and Shay and, and Bieber, which was just a pure pop record. And, you know, and we, we get into these arguments, but you're, you're exactly right. As a radio program director, I'll tell you, we're just finding some bullshit excuse. <laughs> we, just, we just don't like the record. So we're like, yeah, hey, you know, Noah Cyrus is on it. What do we, it's a pop record. I'm, I'm from the Northeast. I'm a blunt, straightforward guy. I'd rather them say, man, I don't like the song. But then I'd be like, you know, yeah. is your station for you or for your listeners? I'm like, right. play it and see what happens. Right. Well, and, and most radio stations are programmed by 55-year-old men and targeting 25-year-old women. Yeah. But, but our decision, God damn it, we're the gatekeeper. We're the gatekeeper. You just described the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I told, oh, I, I told my radio programmers, I said, pull the race card. <laughs> Nobody wants to be racist in 2020. <laughs> You're not playing this because it's a black guy with a pop artist. Play the right now, you, know what? You, you touched on it earlier. <laughs> I, I think you get an unfair rap, and even Darius did. I remember when Darius first came over to to country radio. We're like, my, what's this going to sound like? And the first time I heard "Don't Think I Don't Think About It," it's like, well, it sounds like a damn country song. And if, even if you go back now and listen to "Hooting the Blowfish," it worked. Oh, absolutely. That was yeah. country music. Yeah, like country. Even even Morgan's new song, Seven Summers, what makes it country is the East Tennessee lyric and his vocal. Absolutely. I sung that song. Yep. I love that song, by the way. It's got mm -hmm. a so good. You know what? It reminds me of like California pop from the 70s, like America or or the softer Eagles or something like it's just so top down, turn it up. My my bandmate was like, it reminds me of Sugar Ray. And it's <laughs> That's got an Eagles vibe to it. I love it, but it's just yeah. to where since his voice is so twang heavy, 
nope. right? These things is going to sound like a country record. If yeah, and he'll get away with it. Yep. Didn't have that, that boy from East Tennessee line in there? Oh, here's a pop song. I love that song. I wish I would have wrote it. <laughs> I miss the days where you could have three songs in the top 40. Like in 2006, Rascal Flatts had three songs in the top 40. I'm like, I told my label, I said, look, let's do this. Once my song hits top 20, release the next single. Because either way, they're going to start in overnights anyway. Like, they said, well, that's not the rules. Let's make our own rules, man. Like, just release the song to radio. If they play it, they play it. Let's not put limitations on ourselves. So that's, that's kind of what we're trying to do. Like, we had this program director call my uh, rep the other day and was like, man, I see Jimmy's blowing up, you know, outside of radio. And she was like, yeah, that's why you should convert the record. <laughs> my, <laughs> my thing is just to keep building my brand because I'm, I'm always going to support country radio. I'm always going to play country award shows. I'm always going to be there. I'm always going to play country music festivals. But at the same time, it's my job to expand my brand because, yes, I'm a country artist, but also I do stand-up comedy. I do TV. I do commercials. I write books. To, if I can keep expanding my brand, even if you know, it takes a while for people to really kind of catch your wave to start playing your music, let's, let's grow the brand to the point where they're like, Shh, his brand is blowing up. Brand he is right. Rep country everywhere he goes, so we have to play the record. You know what I mean? Right. And, right. Well, and and what a lot of the narrow-minded programmers don't think about is that expands our universe because you know we. I I went through the Shania days. I was programming, uh, you know, a country radio station. He's the one that I consider her the pioneer for making country pop. Uh, yeah. Right now, but you listen to it. Go listen to any man of mine right now and try to tell me that's pop in any way. That's a country song I ain't never heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but but there was a thing when they started working her music to adult contemporary radio. Country programmers started abandoning it. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're doubling the reach of this artist, but they know that every day, every single one of her songs is on their country station and they're only playing the pop crossover over there. Uh, but it's just, it, you know, we're, we're just selfish. We want you all to ourselves. Yeah, That's what I, it is. I've had people that I've slowly seen the influx of black people at my shows that don't listen to country music to where there's people that hit me up all the time say, Hey, Love your, love your music. Uh, they started listening to country radio because they heard my music. Right. They're getting people that normally listen to it, like L.A. Um, uh, uh, Go Country in L.A. Um, Michael Levine, love that guy. Great guy. He's a Disney fan like me. Shout out to Michael Levine. Uh, but there are people in L.A. that saw one of my shows before when I played out there with Chris Young and they heard my music uh, because I think uh, Shade Room posted Make Me Want. Oh. And they say, yo, you just started listening to Go Country because we know you're on there. So, like, that's more listeners to that station because I'm like, when you hit, say there's 20 million country music fans that listen to radio, right? That's your ceiling. You can't get any bigger unless you go outside. Mm-hmm. You know what that does? When you start going outside, that raises the ceiling. That raises, the, 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 that raises your limitations because you have more people. Because the only way to grow at that point is to grow this way. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when you're building a building. Like people ask me, Jimmy, why are you doing so much? I was like, well, think about this. If I just focused on country radio singles, playing my shows, there's only so high you can build that building until it tips over and falls. So the only way to keep going higher is to go wider as well. So that's why I'm doing television, movies. Uh, I want to write books, uh, clothing brand, 
uh, uh, hosting television shows. Like I was shocked. Like they had me come back and I did the Today Show the first time. Then they asked me to come back the next week when I did the Guys to Law. Then they had me come back and do another Guys to Law. Then they had me co-host with Kathleen and Hoda. Then Hoda was out one day. Then Kathleen was like, I want Jimmy. So me and Kathleen hosted the show together, just us. So it's like, that's how you expand the brand. And I had people come into my music because they saw me co-hosting with Kathy Lee. So if I hadn't have done that with Kathy Lee, I wouldn't have got those listeners yep. that I did from the show. It's just different ways. to. It's always about expanding the brand. Mm-hmm. And when you expand yeah. the brand, whatever you support, they'll dial into. Because I'm always going to be a country artist. I'm always going to do songs for country radio, do things for country radio, et cetera. So I'm not going nowhere. They were like, well, you don't want the Taylor Swift effect. I said, what's different? Taylor Swift completely left country music. Like, completely. Like, Mm -hmm. no country award shows, no country concerts, nothing for country radio. That's a completely different thing in in, in my mind. So, like, we just talked about, like, you're doing all these things now. Books, clothing, like, shoes, all of that. 55 million streams. So, do you... Somewhere in your career, do you have that like big break moment? Do you have that moment where everything kind of came together for you or did things slowly happen or, or kind of how did your career suddenly explode like it has? It was kind of one of the things where I always knew music would be the catalyst to getting, to getting everything else. And mm-hmm. even before I had my record deal, I had the TV shows and movies I wanted to do kind of lined up, you know. And when I got my record deal in 2017, first a guy named Ash Bauer saw me playing at Puckett's grocery store. So I, um, my, my dad used to always say, make yourself available. So I was working three jobs at the time and I got a call, this producer called me and said, Hey, uh, I got around at Puckett's, but I had somebody cancel. Can you fill in? And I'm like, all right, at least I get to play music, get a free meal. And I make 200 bucks. Uh, a guy by the name Ash Bowers, who's my manager now was there that night. Wow. Saw me, uh, offered me a pub deal that next week. So I was able to quit all three jobs and just focus on music. So we focused on music. Um, we recorded a bunch of stuff. We like we had best shot recorded, make me want to, and all this stuff. And we took a we took a couple meetings and a couple people passed. But I did a showcase. Uh, John Lover from Broken Bow was there. Uh, they offered me a deal that next day, pretty much. Wow. We did that, and uh, we we weren't sure what the first single should be, but the response to best shot, like when I was playing shows and stuff, was you know it was a ballad, but they figured it, it, it was different. You know what I mean? It was like, we feel like since the production is so stripped, people really focus on your vocal and the lyric. And it was just different. It went against the grain of, of everything else on radio at the time. Um, and the response to Best Shot was was amazing. So that's kind of what really kicked it off because Best Shot was a two-week number one. Wow. And on Billboard, it fell to number two, then went back to number one. I was like, is that a three-week number one on my debut record? <laughs> And then that's kind of what everything, and once that happened for me, I was like, let's go. Yep. I started working on a bunch of different stuff. Let's do TV. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, so is that always your plan to like go into all those things or did that just happen? Or did you replay like TV? Like, really? That, that was always my plan. Like I, I'm, I, I'm trying to work on this special now. Uh, so I did stand up comedy in college and I'm working on this thing where it's a 12 part series. Each one is three minutes, but each, each three minute segment is a different category. I just rant on it and just say whatever I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing that, I plan on in the next year, taking a month off and going to New York and doing a Broadway musical. Uh, oh, wow. Always been in the theater. Like I did theater in high school and in college. Like I did Footloose, Raising mm-hmm. the Sun, South Pacific. I did The King and I. 
uh, uh, I did Grease. Uh, I did all that stuff. I love musical theater, man. So that's kind of always been my plan. Books, television, sitcom, hosting a television show, movies, clothing line. Damn, man. Comedy thing. Uh, 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 we, we do that. But for me, I'm like, the bigger I build my brand, that creates more jobs for like my friends, for my family. Um, I, a buddy of mine, I, I just use my connection to get him a job working for this college network, being a uh, being a reporter for them. So it's kind of like everything I do is not just for me. You know, it's for my friends, it's for my family, it's for people, other people that that I that I meet as well. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. Damn, you have so much going on. It's why I didn't know, you know, I didn't know all this. I knew, obviously knew your music and everything. So with all of that going on, all of these other ventures you have, what do you want your legacy to be like? What do you want when people talk about you 10, 15, 20 years, you know, from now, Jimmy Allen, what do you want your legacy to be? Is it a musical or is it more of a brand business? More of a, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Allen was a guy that pushed the limits, you know, didn't take no for an answer. You know, he was a guy that stuck with his guts and made everything he wanted happen. So if he can do it, same thing happened for you because the crazy thing is I'm a black guy from this town of 650 people called Milton, Delaware that travels the world now. We were in Germany in March, you know, you know, 12,000 Germans singing my song back to me. That's crazy. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, that is, I, I'm a, again, a black guy from Delaware in the redneck heart of, of Georgia selling out concerts. You know what I mean? Like, that's wild. I really put that into perspective. I, I, I remember one time I was at a show in South Carolina and I'm standing on stage looking at a sold out room of 3,000 white people singing my songs back. Like that is crazy. And I, there was this black girl at the show. Because, um, you know, I, I, I tell people I, I, I'm in a unique spot where I have a predominantly white fan base. But at the same time, I didn't realize how important I was to the black community. You know, so every show I go to, whenever I see black people at the show, I always invite them backstage and say hello. Uh, because it takes, it takes courage to know you're going to be maybe the only black person at a concert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and this girl, I met her and her husband, they came backstage and she said, I just wanted to thank you. She said, because it gives me confidence and I feel good. I don't feel alone at these concerts because yeah, I'm the only black person in the crowd, but this whole crowd is here to see someone that looks like me. And you don't quite realize how big that is and how important that is for the next generation. Same thing with, yeah, we had white rappers before Eminem, like Mark and Martin Vanilla Ice. Mm -hmm. I don't really, but Eminem in the hip hop world really gained that respect yep. from black hip hop you know what this dude is real and it really gave some sense of confidence to white hip-hop concert goers like you know what eminem got accepted all these black people here to see eminem i'm here someone that looked like representation is so freaking important man yeah. and that's kind of what i want my legacy to be like you know what jimmy's courage to do this inspired me to chase whatever dream I'm chasing, no matter if there's people that look like me in it or not. And I think that's a lot more important than being known as the Jimmy Allen, the actor, the artist, you know, the comedian, the, the Arthur, 
the, the clothing designer. That's, that's fine and dandy. But when you can impact people's life for the better, you know what I mean? Like, mm. give, that's my plan at every concert. Like, I, I want people to leave my concerts and take things where they can apply to their life. Because in my shows, you know, Eric, you've seen it. It's high energy. I crack jokes. But I always have a moment where I really talk to the people and I tell them about the different jobs I have. I, I make sure they take pride in their work. You know, I tell them there's no difference between the artists they see standing on stage and the people that humbly clean this place up when we leave, because I was a janitor. I used to stay after and clean up concerts. You know, you, you have social media that tries to highlight certain jobs, but tell people you're going to work at Walmart, nothing wrong with that, but just mm-hmm. make sure you go into work, you're the best cashier possible. You're the best custodian possible. You're the best school teacher possible. You're the best uh, uh, drive-through worker at a fast food restaurant. It doesn't matter what you do. It's the, it's the effort and the heart that you, that you put into it. Because I say, you know, we praise singers and athletes and, you know, reality stars mm-hmm. and actors and actresses. But there's so many people that have jobs that really keep the wheels of the world turning. No matter how much money you got, no matter what kind of car you got, if your shit break down, you know you're going to a mechanic. The dirty jobs. You got to have somebody do those dirty jobs. Say mechanics quit. Say cashiers at stores and restaurants quit. And say trash collectors quit. We're screwed. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we're, say school teachers quit. Like, school teachers are <laughs> overworked and underpaid. Mm-hmm. School teachers said, screw this shit. We're screwed. <laughs> So my, yeah. my appreciation for the jobs that people don't highlight is through the roof, man, because they're the people that really day to day help our daily lives. And we feel comfortable because they humbly get up, put their pride away because you have social media bashing for their jobs. But without them, we'd be in some shit. Yeah. Amen, man. It's a great way to put it. I love that. I mean, it- I was already a Jimmy Allen fan, but I'm a huge Jimmy Allen fan now. And I think a lot of the people listening, man, are going to feel the same way. Um, so where can people find you, man? Man. Social media, all that. I mean, I know you got a lot going on. Find me at Target, Home Depot, <laughs> Disney World. <laughs> That's probably the best place to find you. I've been like six, seven times a year. I went door. Holy cow, really? Hell yeah, I went a couple weeks. Shit. When we flew back from Germany, when COVID started, they didn't shut Disney down to like March 20th, mm-hmm. 21st. I flew straight to Florida with my fiance and the baby was already there. We went to Disney every day until they closed it. We got a awesome. 13 day old baby at Disney World. <laughs> and then we went back a couple of weeks ago during quarantine. It was lit, bro. Really? Oh, Disney, wow. The only time I didn't have to buy a, one, of v, the, one of the VIP tours is to skip lines because the lines were short. But, but yeah, man, they can find me on socials at Jimmy Allen, J-I-M-M-I-E, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, OnlyFans, all that. Like, nah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Grinder, Tinder. But Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I'm on there all the cool. time. Being silly, at Jimmy Allen. And, you know, they can check out my weekly radio show on Apple Music, Wildcard Radio. There you go. Pick everything out right now. It's your chance, man. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it's fine, man. I, I'm thankful. You know, I, I get to do what I love for a living. Um, and, you know, anybody out there, man, if you're chasing a dream, don't let the word no scare you. 
The word no just means every no you hear just means you're closer to a yes. Don't let outside people affect how you feel about yourself because it's called self-esteem, not other people's esteem. Mm. You know what I mean? Self-esteem is how you feel about yourself. It don't matter what people call you, what they think about you. It don't matter. You, you stay on your path. You keep riding your own wave. And eventually, man, you'll find people like-minded, like-hearted that want to get on board with what you're doing. I like that self-esteem. That's good, man. Awesome. And then you're also performing at the ACM Awards. Yeah. On CBS. Live from the Bluebird Cafe there in Nashville. Bluebird, man. Performing at ACMs this year. Super excited. I was mad, man, because I wanted to perform on stage. Yeah, I bet. But, you know, it's still on television. I'm thankful for the opportunity, man. Shout out to ACMs. Uh, I I, I might have another award show performance this year. Who knows? There we go. Who knows? knows? (laughs) Uh, Nominated for my first CMA. Uh, and it would be special, you know, like, like I tell people, I have what you call a nominee's remorse to where thankful to be nominated, but I feel bad for other artists that didn't because I know how hard people work mm-hmm. and whether I win best new artist, whether Morgan wins, Carly, Gabby, Ingrid Andrus, man, no matter who wins, man, everybody's worked just as hard, but you know, Win or not win, man, I, I, I'm thankful that there are people out there that voted for me and they, they, they appreciate what I do. Uh, they appreciate what I bring uh, to the genre. Um, and for me, that speaks volumes because there's so many artists that could have been nominated, but I was one of the five uh, that were. So I'm definitely thankful for that. And also you have uh, that new song with one of our good friends, DJ Silver, coming out. Talking with our hands. Yeah. Uh, talking, talking what I, talking, I tell you what, you know what I'm going to do right now? So is that a love song or is that you throwing hands? Man, <laughs> so, the crazy thing about that song is, again, my bass player, Tate, that's why I signed him to a pub deal. We, uh, we wrote that song with his brother, Trip. His, his brother, Tripp's in the, uh, the drummer in a band called Lanco. Wrote that with him. And our buddy Kevin Bard, and uh, we named it Latte at first, uh, but then we switched it to 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 talking with our hands. And uh, yeah, it comes out uh, this week. But it was funny. Uh, we were writing that song, and my my co-writers called me a basic white girl. They was like, <laughs> "Feel me after this party, then maybe in the morning, I'ma just say it. We can get acquainted. Talk over lattes." It was like, "Talk." Over- <laughs> <laughs> what the- Dude, that's gonna be a hit, man. That was good. I Especially that. now that uh, Roadhouse Silver just signed with with Lobo, and you guys yeah, over at BBR. Not over there at BBR. Uh, I sent uh, Silver. He's like, "Yo, send me some songs you got." So I sent him a bunch. He said, "That latte song." He said. That's that's the one. You, uh, we need to have you send some, some to Blake so he could uh, work yeah, on it. Because now you know you know we signed Blake t- to Silver's, Silver's label. DJ label. Yeah. Blackout, yeah. Oh, he- dude, I got I got I, <laughs> I got some for you. Man. There we go. That's Any, what especially about. if it's for basic <laughs> ass people, give it to Blake, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting started, and then COVID hit. But I was just getting just get my feet under me in the DJ world, man. Dude, I've slowly been getting into djing uh i got i bought this little mini one to like learn with so oh yeah I, that's what I blake travels germany. with on the plane I think. yeah that's what i go with on the plane i was in germany and they was like hey does jimmy want to ex- make extra money and dj this after party i was like let's go <laughs> i did that march came back bought this little dj rig i do this thing on instagram live called called welcome to the barbecue they're like i just 
play. I'll go from old school, like stuff you hear at Black Barbecue. So I go from old school R&B, old school hip hop. Then I call like late night when the older people leave and leave the barbecue about 7 p.m. We get into the ratchet stuff, bro. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun, man. It's so I fun. do uh, just about every week. Uh, Timbaland and Swiss Beat started this thing called Versus. Have y'all seen that yet? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been watching that every oh, time. Yeah. Uh, yep. But my buddies, we do some like artists that they don't do. So we'll pick a category and just go back and forth. Like we did Katy Perry versus uh, Lady Gaga. Next week, we're doing one versus Maroon 5. I saw we- this. Y'all did that on uh, you do it on Instagram Live, right? Mm-hmm. It's fun. You know, we'll, you know, at a time, 30 people might watch or sometimes two or 300. But after it's over, we'll see like, damn, over 10,000 people at some point saw this thing. So it's yeah. It's cool. Like my buddy's like, only fifty people on right now. So don't worry about the number right now. Wait yeah, till yeah. the end to see how many people tune in and tune out. Yeah, yeah. those unique it's, viewers. It's it's fun, man. And I'm I'm pumped for that song to come out. That's gonna be fun. Can't wait to blare that. He'll put it in the mix. Hey, yeah, buddy, hey, there you go. I'll put it in the mix. Put it in the set. Put in the set list, bro. Yep. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's been yeah. fun. It's a good chat, man. I'll be safe, man. Uh, Ed, Eric, Blake, man. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on site at the world famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.